Welcome to the Living Through Heart podcast. I'm Donna Joy Asher and I'm an analytical hypnotherapist, a psychotherapist, a spiritual healer, a magnetic mind coach and a multi-award winning best-selling author. I believe that everybody is capable of creating whatever they want if they can just get out of the beliefs and stories in their head. This podcast is an audio blog of my thoughts as I go on a journey to heal my soul, surrender into my feminine power and to live from the present moment in heart. I hope you find it amusing, interesting, thought-provoking, touching, raw and inspiring. Hello, I'm Donna Jury Asher and welcome to this 39th episode of Living Through Heart. Today, I want to talk about the unconscious and the conscious minds. <laughs> this is the third time I've started this <laughs> because each time I started it, I just <laughs> went off on these crazy different tangents because there is so much to this. There is so much to the unconscious and the conscious minds. And, you know, it's my jam. It's what I do. It's working with my clients. It's it's what I love working with the unconscious, conscious, working with the unconscious mind, right? We are in that conscious mind. But when I'm working with clients, I'm also working with their conscious mind uh, because it's the observation of the conscious mind of the unconscious that really allows, um, you know, amongst other things, it really allows change because when you can get that, oh, oh my God, that's why that happens moment. You know, it's really important that the conscious mind is there as well with the unconscious mind when we're doing these things. <laughs> I can feel myself going off on a tangent again already. Okay. All right. So the conscious and the unconscious minds. So, until we're maybe coming into around seven, we don't fully live in a conscious mind. We live in an unconscious one. And the unconscious mind's role is to keep us safe. That's that's what its sole role is. It, it runs the body. It runs all the unconscious, um, all of the automated systems in the body. So the unconscious mind is really good at automating stuff, right? So it runs all the automated systems in the body, um, you know, our nervous system, our immune system, our digestive system, all our organs, the biochemistry of the body, the brain hormones that are released, you know, how the, how the organs function. I mean, we are crazy amazing. You know, on top of uh, all of that stuff, it's, it's also then we've got this conscious mind, this, you know, frontal lobe and, and the limbic system and all this stuff as well that goes on, um, which is, is just, just by itself is mind-blowing. And, you know, here I go again, getting excited about the brain. Um, you know, uh, when we, when we create a new idea or we learn something new, our, our neurons and our brain, the plasticity of the brain is crazy, right? They're, they're actually moving in real time and forming new synapses and electrical impulses are going on. And I don't know if you've ever been through a really um, big process, like a big healing process, and you can see like lights flickering behind your eyes. And that, that's like the, the brain impulses of, you know, the, it's the brain, the pulses, the brain going off when things are firing and going crazy in there. So, I mean, we are amazing. And, if you are one of the people that looks in the mirror and hates on yourself and hates on your body, just stop it right now, please. I mean, I, I used to be one of those people, right? Um, I used to hate my legs, <laughs> in all honesty, like big dimply sausages, right? Um, now I look in the mirror and they haven't changed, but now I love them, right? And I remember a girlfriend said to me once when I, I badmouthed my legs and she pulled me up on it and she, she made me cry, <laughs> And she said, your legs are amazing. They carry you around. They allow you to have this amazing life possible to travel, to do all this stuff. So stop hating on them. And yeah, it made me kind of like really stop and think about different things. And then with all the processes that I've been going through with Tantra and coming into wholeness and all the healing I've done, I've got to the point when I look in the mirror, I just love what I see. So if, if you are the sort of person who is picking yourself apart when you look in the mirror, just stop it. Just realize that this all comes from the unconscious mind. It all comes from belief systems, which I'm going to get into in a minute. Um, and, you know, if you need help, just reach out. 
if you want to start working into this and start to releasing all these things that are creating unhappiness in life, right? So just know that your body is amazing. And it's the unconscious mind that is running it in the background. So it's keeping the heart beating. It's keeping the breathing going without you having to think about it. It's like, you know, we learn to ride a bike and then we learn how to draw it or drive a car. It's the unconscious mind. And it creates looping and patterns in our brain, synapses, so that once something happens, it's just happening automatically so that we're not having to think about everything that we do. So, for instance, every time we clean our teeth or we have to really stop and think about each stroke, you know, instead we're walking around the house cleaning the teeth, probably not doing a very good job, but we're doing it, right, <laughs> and um, doing other things at the same time. So it's the unconscious mind that allows us to do that. Now, on a deeper level, what it does is it creates rules to keep us safe. So when we're first born, we have no idea of how the world works. No one hands us a rule book. No one says this is true and this is not and this is what, you know, no one says to us, look, you are perfect as you are. You are beautiful. You are worthy. You are lovable. Um, and no matter what happens, just remember that it's not your shit, right? If, if, you, if an adult is disdainful towards you or says something to you that makes you feel bad, just remember it's not you, it's them, okay? It's what they're going through at the moment. No one says that to us the moment we're born. No one gives us that rule book. So instead, we start to make up all these reasons that shit happens to us and we make it mean something about ourselves. And this is what we do in life. We always make stuff mean about us, something about ourselves um, until, until you become very conscious of, of it, right? So when we're walking around unconscious, um, sort of being run by our, our primitive kind of like systems and these belief systems, then we're just reacting, we're reacting to stuff. We're triggered by stuff and we don't know why. And we're often unhappy, sad, depressed in that state of mind. When you start to become into consciousness of observing yourself within this, being able to observe what's happening in your mind um, and becoming more the observer. And it's like you're not getting hijacked anymore by these programs that are there, but you're able to allow to see them running and, and not to be taken over by them. So what happens? The unconscious mind wants to keep us safe. So when we are young and something shitty happens to us, so for instance, the very first time that we cry and cry and cry and no one comes, um, then we form a belief about it. Now, it may not be the very first time because if you've um, listened to my podcast on attachment styles, you know, it's you only have to have your needs and met reliably. You're, like, you you know, when you're crying and stuff as a child, you, you need to only have your caretaker kind of respond um, to you, your need immediately 37 38% of the time for you to be able to be in secure attachment. So I go back with lots of clients. I go back to a moment when they're crying, 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 and no one ever comes. Now, it's probably happened maybe before and stuff, but maybe this is the moment. Maybe this is the first moment. Who knows? But this is the moment of impact, the moment when something really important was decided. And what was decided in that moment is normally that the reason that no one came when they were crying is because they're not important. They're not worthy. They're not lovable. Whatever, whatever spin the unconscious mind put on it in that moment. So now the unconscious decided, right, this happened. Why did it happen? It can't not know why it happened because that's not safe. It's not safe not to have all the information because then you can't control the outcome. So we need to know why it happened. So we make a decision, right? It happened because I'm not important enough. If I was important enough, they would have come. And then that's it. This is a decision. I'm not important or I'm not worthy or I'm not lovable or whatever this is, is now what is running our, the programming. And it, it's wired in. And what happens is that once the unconscious mind has these rules, it guards them, it protects them because 
it's how it's staying safe. It's viewing the world through what it's like a lens that gets put over our eyes. And now we view the world through, oh, of course that happened. I'm not lovable. Of course that happened. I'm not worthy. And, and then it, oh, it all makes sense. And maybe it feels shitty, right? But it's okay because we know why and we can control it. And, you know, and we learn to uh, adapt in different ways and our different personalities and, and how to get what we want in a way or get what we need. Um, some of us become manipulative. Some of us become very gregarious. Some of us become really quiet and just kind of sneak around the background. And we kind of bend and, and we become like these chameleons trying to uh, trying to stay safe in the world and get as, as much as we can, almost like we're like... Um, you can imagine like a little orphan child who is in like pickpocketing or running and grabbing stuff because they still need stuff, right? So even though they don't think they're lovable, they don't think they're worthy, they don't think they're important or whatever, they're still like getting what they need. I'm not saying that we're pickpockets. I'm just, <laughs> it's a metaphor that came to mind, okay? <laughs> Someone's going to get it out there. So the unconscious creates these belief systems and then we, we run our world through the perception of this belief. So what do I mean by this? Well, what I mean is that whenever something happens to us, we make sense of it through this belief, through this lens. Now, the same thing could happen to us. And if we had a different belief system, like if we'd either like been very, very safe and very supportive and very loved as a child, um, our belief system might be, I am lovable. I am worthy. And then this thing could happen to us and we just, it would just bounce off us. It wouldn't even matter, right? But if we're carrying around a belief system that we're not lovable, we're not worthy, and we're living life from a victim mentality, then when something happens, it's like, oh, oh, right, yeah, of course, I'm not lovable. And this is how we work. It's our unconscious mind. Now, these emotional experiences that happen to us when we have these, these core moments, these roots that are forms, so it's like the, the impact the moment of truth happened and we, we formed these beliefs. And it's like the root cause, okay, of, of our disharmony and our, and our unhappiness or, or what's happening. These moments in time happen. And it's like they're frozen in time. And I kind of see it like it's almost like our belief system and our neurology is created um, of these memories. And that's why we remember some things and we don't remember other things. You know, because of all the things that happened to us, billions and millions of things that have happened to us during our life, right, we don't remember that many of them. And as children, we kind of remember things that were important uh, and sometimes we're not even sure why they're important, but it's important because the unconscious mind has woven that into the fabric of our reality. And maybe it's like, you know, when this root cause, this moment of impact happened, or maybe it's um, important things that backed up that belief system. And it's almost like putting on the layers of the onion, right? More and more layers go on. The skin gets thicker and thicker. The belief system gets stronger and stronger. And it becomes more and more limiting. And we don't realise, it's, it's, we don't realise the impact that the unconscious mind, it's almost like it's the, the break is on and sometimes our conscious mind is is like got its foot on the pedal going for it but the unconscious mind is like i've got the handbrake on because it doesn't know where the conscious mind wants to go it doesn't know if it's safe or not and there's this push-pull dynamic and a lot of frustration that goes into it and i see it um, when i was coaching uh in marketing on the online space uh people would come and pay me good money for me to teach them what to do and then they would never do it and I can remember once spending a month trying to get somebody just to create a banner for their Facebook profile. And it, they just couldn't get themselves to do it. 
you know, we would we would um, map out all this stuff and come up with these amazing, you know, tiered like programs and memberships and all these ideas of lead magnets and then nothing would happen or they get stuck in the creating mode where they are creating stuff but then they're never implementing and putting it into play because the putting it into play part is taking them into unknown territory where they don't know if they're safe and they may even have memories that back up that it's not safe because when they're at school, people used to like ridicule them or tear them down or stuff. So now it's not safe to go over here and become important or become successful, um, especially in the online space, right, where there's a, lot of, there's a lot of trolls out there. So this is how the unconscious works, right? It's, it's holding us back. But the thing is that the body is, is really, um, I mean, we're just energy, right? We're ultimately at our smallest, we're just photons, which is energy. And it's the photons that goes into making up the, you know, the, the protons and the neutrons and the electrons and the atoms. They, they all come together to make the atoms and they come together to make the, um, the molecules and they come together to make the cells. And, and we're basically, we're just made of photons. So our body is a bioelectric magnetic field that is looking to evolve and grow. But trapped within it are these memories, these moments in time when we learned to believe these things about ourselves, these limiting things about ourselves. And with that is energy. So we have this trapped energy in us creating like knots inside us. And then what happens when we try to go, like if our conscious mind wants to go over here, I want to be happy, I want a beautiful, loving relationship, but all we've known is abandonment, then we'll start heading for that and then <laughs> for some reason we find ourselves back here. Or, heaven forbid, if we actually did manage to attract a partner that was able to love us, we couldn't accept it anyway because we're not lovable. We can't have love. And if we can't accept love, we can't actually give it. And, and when we're making this stuff mean stuff about ourselves, no matter what somebody says, we will interpret it in such a way that it backs up what we believe. I don't know if you've ever had a really frustrating conversation with someone or had them like, like compress you into like an identity that you are not because of what they believe. Uh, and, and it's very frustrating and very suffocating to be in that situation. And no matter what you say, they're not hearing you because of what they believe and what they believe that you're going to say. That's the unconscious mind in action, in beautiful, beautiful action, trying to keep them safe, trying to allow them to see the world exactly the way it is for them to be safe within it. So the unconscious wants us to stay safe. The conscious wants happiness and the body has all of this trapped energy inside it from all of these moments and the moments that are frozen in time. So for us to release this, it's almost like I see it like, imagine a parachute, right, that could, that could allow you to fly high but it's stapled to the ground in all these different places. Now let's forget about the fact that once you pull the steps, that's going to have little holes in it, right, logically. But in our magical parachute, which is our life, um, once we pull the steps out, there's no holes in the parachute, okay? So, but we've got this parachute and it's stapled down in all these places. So it just can't fly. And in fact, air can't even get into it. But if we go in and identify what these staples are, which are limiting beliefs, memories, things like that, that have created it, and then we pull them out one by one, then this parachute can start to actually blow up. And then maybe it's getting bigger and maybe we're expanding and we're feeling better, but we're still not achieving what we want to achieve. We're still not able to create the amazing life of freedom. We're still kind of caught up in trying to control and trying to manipulate and trying to stay safe that way. But then we go back in, do more work, more staples come out, and then boom, one day 
it's like freedom because we're no longer controlled by this perception of the past. And when we have that going on, when we have this perception of the past controlling us, then what we create in the future is just a reflection of the past because it's all we know. And when we're making choices from a limited belief system of the past, all we know how to create is more of the same. And we keep going, creating these same situations over and over again. We don't know why. But it's because of what's there in our programming. And it's like a thought, right? A thought is not just a thought. A thought is a whole program behind it. Because when you have a thought, then it's like, oh, yes, and that's because of this and because of this and because of this and because of this. Like this is all going on in the background and that means this and then I can't do this, right? So be careful with your thoughts, observe your thoughts. And the, the first thing to do to kind of start to unravel this stuff is to become um, cognitively aware, to become the observer of the mind, to observe yourself and to realise, to, to get out of your head to above, like looking down on your head and to start to observe your mind. And I remember when um, my girlfriend and mentor Charlotte first said this to me, I was like, what do you mean become the observer of your mind? I just didn't get it. And then one day... I found myself observing my mind and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I can observe what my mind is thinking without actually buying into the story, right? Because our whole life is a fiction story created by this perception, created by these un underlying belief systems, created by the past. It's all a story. It's all a fiction. And I don't mean, I don't mean when I say that, I don't mean that um, I don't actually, I'm not actually in this room here sitting in this chair that's not fiction that's true so what I make what I make it mean about being in this room in this chair that's the fiction story like I could be here in this room in this chair and be utterly miserable and saying how much I hate it and how it's like a small apartment and I feel really trapped and I don't have any you know where I can get outside and the grass and this or I could be in this beautiful beautifully lit glass you know apartment thinking how amazing it is that I can just lock it up and walk out the door and it's it's my freedom right I've got this beautiful space I can come back to I can have my girlfriends in and I can just oh my god especially my new couch <laughs> couch in the corner I got a few weeks ago I can just be on my beautiful couch now or I can snuggle with my girlfriends and my dogs and we can like chat and we can have cups of tea together and yeah okay I'm getting into my story see it's a story right what I choose to believe about where I'm sitting in, in this room is totally a story and I could go either way with it and we can go like that with anything in our life now it's not to say that if you're in a miserable relationship that you have to make it positive, like you're not going to just spin it to positive because sometimes there are things going on that um, should not be tolerated and change has to occur. And go and watch or listen to my podcast and my videos on um, wants and needs um, and conversations, okay? And I spent a lot of my life making everything be okay, making everything be okay because I, I couldn't be, I had to be the good girl and I couldn't ruffle the water. That was my unconscious programming and I had to always um, be there for other people and make everything right for other people. That was how I stayed safe and, and how I stayed important. And so I stayed in something that I shouldn't have stayed in for in, in for so long because it didn't serve either myself or my um, ex-husband anymore. And I didn't do either of us a service by staying there for longer than I did, right? So don't feel like you have to flip everything and make it all Susie sunshine all the time, all right? That's not what I mean. But what I'm trying to show to you and to point out to you is that our reality is actually the fiction story that we create within it. And we can... 
we can, um, it's the perception that we have from our unconscious mind, okay, and how we see things, whether or not we step into victim mode when something happens when we make it mean something about ourselves and how unfair it is and how things never go my way, or whether we see the facts and then, okay, well, how are we going to deal with this moving forward, just accepting and moving forward. And I remember when I learned to do this, when rather than going into like, oh, victim mode or what it meant about me, when I realized that none of that changed anything um, and it didn't actually mean anything, didn't help me at all, and that I was going to go and make, going to go and take action on something anyway, I may as well just get to that point now and just forget all the drama. So that's the difference. So observing your mind realizing that there are programs running there which are actually not true, not real, but are actually stories. That's the first step, being able to observe your mind. Now, the next thing to do is actually to be able to go into these stories, find when they were created to work out what happened there, why it happened there, what the belief that was made. So that's the first, the second step, right? Now, this is the important part because there's a lot of talk therapy that goes on and allows some progress, right, but not really deep everlasting change and, and a lot of people go through therapist after therapist after therapist and when it's very cognitive therapy and talk therapy they don't really get very far i'm not saying that it can't be helpful and i'm not saying that the therapists aren't very skilled i'm just saying that there is some deeper work that needs to be done and when you bring the conscious and the unconscious together and you bring in psychology emotions and physiology all of it together this is when you start to break free because when you do that you're tapping into the unconscious mind. You're allowing this frozen moment in time when there is emotion trapped. And it's the energy of this emotion is still trapped in the body. And that's where the physiology comes into it, right? We're allowing that to run. So often in these moments, we weren't allowed to have our emotions. We weren't allowed to feel our feelings. Either we were told we weren't allowed them and taught that they were bad and we learned to create shadow parts of our shadow out of them or um, so we're punished for being it or it wasn't safe. We weren't in a situation where we could, like we, we were really not safe and we had to get away or create safety or freeze or however it was that we chose to stay safe in that moment and we didn't have time to really process that emotion. And when I work with clients and we, and we freeze the time in that and we go into this moment of, of emotion and, and, and the layers that were there, and there are so many different layers that go on. They're just there in the body, in the mind. And it's working down through these layers to what is at the very bottom. And once we can do that, we can get to the very bottom emotion. It's, it's normally fear, anger, um, sadness, so, and, and different forms. So the anger can be damn out, out actual rage. Um, through to frustration okay so there's different grades um, sadness can be you know sadness through to despair and grief um, and fear can be you know from fear all the way to like wet my pants fear okay so there's different different areas and we're not taught to feel our emotions and it can be hard work going in and allowing it and, and this is where the conscious mind can interfere because the conscious mind wants to doesn't want to feel this stuff it doesn't like it. It just wants to be happy, right? It wants to be over here being happy, but it can't because of this stuff, right? But then when you try and go into it, the two things are going to happen. One, it doesn't want to go into it because it is kind of like it wants to stay out of it and happy and doesn't want to feel it because this is scary. It's scary feeling this stuff. But the other thing that's going to happen is that when we go into this stuff, the ego changes, the identity changes. So it's like the conscious mind knows who we are. 
thinks it does anyway, <laughs> knows who we are, knows the identity of who we are. And when we go in and we do the work, this shifts and changes. And what we think and how we feel about things starts to move and starts to change. And the conscious mind will try and interfere and it will try and save the person. And I go in sometimes with people and they're just skating off, skating off from the surface and then they're making it mean something about something else or about somebody other than themselves. Or when you go into that, you can see and feel them starting to get into it and then they pop back out and then they're off into another memory. And there's all these different forms of resistance that you have to dance with coming from the conscious mind. The unconscious will bring you the memory. It's like amazing. You know, when you go into something with somebody and you have a conversation at the very beginning and you trigger up stuff that's going on, sometimes we don't even have a conversation. Sometimes it's already there, right? But when you when you track back and, and what happens is there's something in their life at this moment that is like really impacting them, right? And they're caught up in the story and he said, she said this and blah, 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 blah. And this is where doing your own work is so important because from, I could so easily get caught up in that story if that was my jam as well, right? But to me, to be able to observe them in their story, like I can observe myself in my own story. <laughs> so that we, we have to have a story, right? We always have to have a story. I'm, I'm not saying we get rid of the story, but you can choose to have a better story. You can choose to have a story that brings you happiness and joy as opposed to a story that doesn't. Anyway, so when I can see them in this, this story and observe them within it and not buy into it and realise that the reason they're in this story in the first place and the, realize that the thing that is triggering them and is making them so upset about everything has actually got nothing to do with the present moment and everything to do with the past. Because if they didn't have a belief that was being triggered up and, and making them angry or sad at the moment, this wouldn't be a problem. What was going on in this moment would not be a problem. And the emotion in the present moment is normally an echo from the past. It's like a shadow. When we have these belief systems, they're like these shadows that grow bigger and bigger over time and they shadow our life and they get heavier and heavier because the more we buy into them, the more we clip our own wings, the more we make choices from these limiting beliefs, the further away we get from our soul's purpose. And the more, the bigger the impact of that is. You know, we know on a level that this is not where we want to be. We feel frustrated by it. We feel frustrated by the fact that we feel like we could be doing more or being more or having more. And we don't know why we're stuck where we are. And it's all to do with these limiting beliefs in the unconscious mind. And us playing it out over and over again, creating a future from a past that didn't serve us. But now we're creating a future from it because it's safe and known. And that's what the unconscious wants for us. So I think that's probably enough <laughs> for one episode on the unconscious and the conscious. But just to start to, I mean, this may be your jam as well. This may be what you're really good at. So um, if you are, right, if you are really good at it and great. Actually, no, let me tell you about what to do, okay? I'm going to tell you what to do. Well, one, find a really good therapist who works with the unconscious and who connects it all together and, um analytical hypnotherapy where we go deep into therapy just using hypnosis as a tool to get to the unconscious mind um tantric embodiment we're looking at the unconscious mind as well working through that spiritual healing we do it so there's all there's lots of different modalities out there right that can help you get there but what you got to do is you got to connect in find the memory which the unconscious will bring to you very faithfully it's like a very well-trained dog when you set it off on a task it'll bring you this thing like ta-da here's the memory and then you can observe it observe it with the client observe it by yourself to find out what is the problem in this moment what was it? And what was this child feeling in this moment? What did the child decide in this moment? What was the belief that was born from this moment or the belief that was strengthened? 
Now, if you get to a point where the belief is just being strengthened and this feeling is familiar for the child, you've got to go back further, go back further, go back further if you can to the very first moment that this child felt it. Then what you can do is it rips the whole thing out of the timeline. If you can go back to the moment this was born, the first moment it was created, the ripple that comes through just shifts and changes your perception. And I've had these phenomenal sessions where the next day I'm talking to a girlfriend, I'm saying, oh, my God, I had the most amazing session last night. And they're like, what happened? I'll go, well, and then I can't remember (laughs) because it's no longer important to my mind because we resolved the issue and we changed it. We went in, I was allowed to feel the emotion and the energy of that in my body was allowed to run. And then the belief was, was taken out. And, and once, once you go in and you allow the child to feel what they didn't get to feel and what they, you know, what they needed to feel and for that to run and for them to express it, whether or not they need to cry, whether or not they need to scream, whether or not they throw a tantrum, you allow them to feel it. They come through it out the other side and they realise it's not their shit. They realise that it's just not true. And then once that happens, just dissolves. It's like magic. It really is. It's amazing. So um, find someone that can help you do this if, you, if you're not um, in the field. Like if you're already a therapist or a healer or something, you know, we, we do this work on ourselves. And sometimes there's just stuff that we can't and we need help. But a lot, of, a lot of my processing that I've been doing the last six months has been by myself going to stuff over and over again and releasing it and letting the energy run. It's really, really important. You know, a lot of people, um, they allow the inner child to express But the energy is actually still in them because they are the inner child, right? The inner child is still here within us. And this energy of this time and this moment is actually in our body. And that's the trigger. When something happens and the unconscious mind is triggered and it's like danger, danger, it's like someone presses the big red button on our forehead, right? And we go into this trigger and the body, the physiology, and I don't know if you're like, oh, I used to have shame, right? It was like, oh, shame. I don't have shame anymore. (laughs) I'm very happy to say something would happen. And if there was any kind of inkling that I had done something wrong or I hadn't done something well enough or I hadn't done, even though I hadn't even been aware and I'd been doing my best, oh, my God, the shame. It was crushing. It was like someone stuck a knife, plunged a knife into me, right? And then by going into these memories and releasing it, I don't have that trigger anymore. I don't have the shame. I've still got triggers. Don't get me wrong. I'm still working through stuff. I'm not saying that I'm fully healed or enlightened that's where the fun is though right Um, and triggers are a beautiful thing because triggers show us what's there that needs to be worked on so don't beat yourself up about your body as i said before but too about your triggers your triggers are there to keep you safe your triggers were there and we should thank thank these children these inner children you know in the unconscious memories thank them always take the time to thank them for keeping you safe because up until now i mean when they're a small child They do need to stay safe in a way and they're not able to take care of themselves and they do need to do whatever they need to do in a shitty situation to stay safe. And there are a lot of children in this world who aren't safe and and who are surviving not safe. And that is their reality. And that is trying to build any sort of happy life on a structure, a foundation where your total unconscious mind is created in a situation where you are not safe with your caregivers or your always put into unsafe situations, that's a hard game. And I, one of the things I thank my parents for, I often ring them and say, especially if I've just been working with a client who was like not kept safe at all, I ring them and I I, thank you for keeping me safe. I mean, maybe it's a little too safe. No, only kidding. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Thank you for keeping me safe. Like really. So 
these children who weren't kept safe. That's that's a totally different ballgame because they have no mapping, no modelling of what safety is, of how to be that. And that, the identity, that's a huge leap. You know, you've got to go slowly by slowly recreating safety for them to actually, because most of them are still not safe now. They're living their life that they're not safe. And that's why they're always hyper-aware, hyper-vigilant, always in sympathetic nervous system. They start all easily because they've never been safe. And to be able to go into the inner children and, and allow them to express this and to be there and almost to reparent them, to give that child the stability that it needs for the adult to be able to allow and relax out of sympathetic into a parasympathetic system. That's a lot of hard work for them. Anyway, I have been talking for a long time, so I hope you got something out of this. I know I went on and on. This happens when I don't, I don't uh, structure stuff, <laughs> but when I start talking from heart, I get very excited about this stuff. So I hope you got something out of it. Um, feel free to reach out to me um, at Donna at DonnaJoyAsher.com if you've got any ideas, um, any ideas, any thoughts, any queries, um, or just even to find out what it is that I'm doing at the moment in regards to working with clients and creating stuff because that's always changing as well. So have an amazing week and I will talk to you very, very soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Living Through Heart podcast. To find out more about me and Living Through Heart, check out DonnaJoyUsher.com and LivingThroughHeart.com. There you'll find links to everything you need, including some free tools to help you and ways you can work with me on your own soul healing journey.